This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So, the one move they did make uh, is bringing in Patrick Beverly. Um, what do you think of it? I mean, from a content perspective, it's amazing. This guy is going to be unbelievable uh, for you, like being around him. The podcast is going to be much li- uh, must listen now because I do think he talks about like real stuff on there and is not just some PR fluff machine. I think he'll legitimately talk about the team. Uh, he already has said that he thinks Doc Rivers, well, he talked to Doc Rivers and Doc said you should go there. Interesting nugget. He said you'll be great with James. Take that for what it is. But what do you think of the signing? I think it would have been much better like four years ago, personally. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> much is, like most of the Sixers, I guess. Which is kind of the problem here. I will say this. He's good culture guy, certainly. Competitive guy. Going to get after it on defense. He's going to hold people accountable, quote unquote, which I always find all, interesting. All the dogs now. All the yeah. dogs. I always find that overblown when it's like, if the guy's not good enough to play regular rotation minutes, then... It, it doesn't really matter that he's yeah. got to be good enough. It's the same thing with PJ. Like PJ had credibility in the playoffs because he actually made strong contributions to the team during that part of the season. Yeah, he was on the court when Joel needed to be pressed. Which yeah. Is Whereas the rest of the year, it was kind of up for debate whether he was going to actually be on the floor in the fourth quarter sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that was that was an issue. Uh, I would say the big thing with Beverly, he's just got to hit shots, right? Where he was a 38, 39, at times 40% shooter during the middle portion of his career. And the wheels have kind of come off for him there the last couple of seasons. Now, maybe you could say he's going to get good quality looks playing off of somebody like Embiid. If James Harden were to come back, he certainly played with him before. And so that's a natural he knows what to do, where to be, how he's got to play in that style of offense. But that's kind of a, a gigantic if, as we already discussed mm-hmm. on the podcast. So it's a minimum signing, though. At the end of the day, I, I'm dubious he's going to make a positive impact on the team at this point. But it's no real risk. Minimum guy. If he doesn't play well, you bench him. Or I would hope you do. And that's kind of on Nick Nurse to figure out, right? If if Beverly's not good enough and the choice is between playing Beverly or playing a younger guy that maybe has some upside, 
well, you're going to get to see if Nick Nurse leans toward the veteran who people know and the young guy, because I think a lot of people automatically assume, well, he's not Doc Rivers, so he's just going to do the things I want a coach to do (laughs) rather than what most coaches do. When if you look at what happened in Toronto and the type of players he trusted, in a lot of cases, the young players got the shaft in favor of older, more experienced players. So we'll see how much patience uh, Nurse has for him. But again, I think if Beverly shoots, then he will get on the floor because I think defensively, while he has lost a step, maybe a couple steps, he's still going to compete hard enough and is crafty and frankly annoying enough that he'll do the job. There. Right. So I do think from a from a perspective of if they do bring James back, you have Tyrese, and Tyrese gives effort on defense, and James did at time in the playoffs. But having like a smaller guard like that can be pesky is a little different than having Tucker. You now have someone on the perimeter that can get into people's face. And look, we've seen Tucker, not a regular season player, so maybe if Beverly does shoot well and he's on the court, he can be that kind of pesky guy during the regular season. He's already got me in some trouble. When I found out he was on the team, I was on the beach, and I was like, let me look up his stats real quick. I saw that he was, I think, like 35 36% at one point in his career. I was like, all right, he's a pretty good shooter. Needless to say, Twitter jumped all over me for about four or five hours. I had to issue a retraction saying he's not a good shooter, but he does have history, to your point, of being that. So if he can be a pesky defender, if he can make a – make shots from deep, if he can improve his shooting back to what it was, I think he can be a good signing. And he's also a win-now player. This is a team that's going to be playing playoff games. They're presumably going to be playing in the second round, if not deeper. And I think he's ready for that. So as much as people want young players to play, they also want them to win big pressure playoff games. And I think Beverly is definitely not afraid of those moments. I see we just got a comment, by the way, that says that the most obvious deal for the Sixers is a three-team deal. It sends DeRozan to Philadelphia. I'm not going to say this with 100% confidence. I think there's very little chance that Daryl Moore is flipping James Harden in a deal for DeMar DeRozan specifically. That's my, I would say, semi-informed take on the subject. I think if you just simply think about the type of shots that Daryl Morey has tried to emphasize throughout his career, and you look at the type of shots that DeMar DeRozan has taken throughout mm-hmm. his career, they are not very compatible. And I think that if you're just trying to think of this through the lens of Daryl Morey, I think he would view that as a significant step back for the team and a significant step back to their title chances, even if the alternative is you're trading him directly to the Clippers and getting you know role players back. I just think he probably views that and the future flexibility, upside, et cetera, as a superior route to, hey, we're going to have DeRozan for a year on the team, and and he's kind of the the second guy next to Embiid. I don't, I don't suspect that's a route that he wants to go down. Well, first off, first off shout out to VBirds10 for the comment. Shout out to you for seeing it and, and answering. So you don't think DeRozan, but there was some online chatter and speculation. And yes, I tweeted out a gif of him, which certainly got the ball, the ball rolling. But what do you think of Zach Levine? Do you think that's a realistic possibility or you think too long of a contract? I think the contract is bad. And I think if we're reading between the lines, if they're, they want free agency space next summer, or at least... I shouldn't say free age. It should just be flexibility, right? Flexibility. They could take, they could take a big contract in in a trade or whatever it is. I just think it, 
with Levine's contract. Now, maybe you get him for nothing. You can flip, you trade Harden, you trade some stuff for Levine, but you're able to keep more role players, keep picks, whatever it is, you keep Maxi. Then, okay, maybe you could talk yourself into, all right, let's you take the shot on Levine and hope for him to be better next to a real star in Joel B. But even still, I just, I don't, I haven't gotten a strong indication that they're after those Bulls guys, but that also depends on what Chicago's price ends up being.